0: Sponsored by ProLytics. So, why do we have this podcast, Mike? What's the purpose of this podcast here? Purpose of this podcast is uh, to tell the stories
1: of engineering tech. I mean, if you if you what go back, what the what's hell that? does that mean? Well, <laughs> look, if you go back, if you go back and you look at engineering. Uh, I mean, you see, like, pictures of the space shuttle engineering or something, you know, back in the old days. It was literally just rooms of paper with people, dudes, mostly dudes, leaning over these giant drafting tables, you know, and just drawing all of the stuff. Pencil, paper, that was it. Like, like the IT guy was just bringing them sharpened pencils. Was there even an IT guy? No, he wasn't. <laughs> I, just, I just made that up. <laughs> So it's just there was no IT guy, just like new sheet of paper. I don't know. I didn't live in these days. I mean, I I could, I could ask try to find out. I've they heard were probably people
0: probably a lot smarter back then.
1: I've heard people. Uh, I'm sure they had to spell better than you. I know that because <laughs> they had no spell check for sure. <laughs> they had to spell foundation and uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Blake can't spell, by the way. Uh, so if you think back to those days, it was it was just paper and pencil, right? And they designed spaceships and buildings and refineries, all kinds of cool stuff with that. Oh, man. Sent a man to the moon. Sent a man to the moon. Uh, they had some computer programs. I've seen the movies. Um, but so what happened then is in the 80s, AutoCAD came out. And Excel came out, and the and the computer, personal computer, I guess, came to be. Um, and I mean, you know, Bill. I guess what in Bill Higgs' book he talks about hiring people that could bring their own computer to work because the company didn't have computers. the company didn't have any
0: computers. Like yeah. if
1: you you if you had a if you, your tool belt was you might have had a computer you could bring to work, and then you could start drawing something. So people started. Drawing drawings and typing data into, you know, rudimentary applications. And that's, I guess, when IT started having a part in engineering.
0: They had a part because they needed, like, the servers or – not the servers, but, like, you the, had com- in- the, the You had to install the computer off the, the floppy disk yeah, some I mean, sort
1: okay. of disk at that point. And you had to make the license work or whatever – and so, Oh, that was back in the day where the license was on a
0: dongle. That a you dongle, like You yeah. plugged into the computer.
1: You had like a tower with your oh, computer yeah. and your little CR. Anyway, I mean, the neither of us. The monitors weighed like 500 pounds. Well, the first ones were tiny, right? Like a little bitty screen, like a little bitty thing. It might have still been heavy, but then, yes, they got bigger, huge. So then, and, and what we saw, I guess, what, from... 1980 to 2000, 1985 to 2000, um, the engineering role stayed the same, basically. So, that's probably not true, but I mean, it. they were still trying to accomplish the same basic thing, but now all of a sudden, IT became an enabler, right? They had to be involved, because when I started in 2002, you know, obviously we all had computers at that point and but it was still old school. You called IT for every new program and they would install everything, and if something broke, you know, I mean, there was, a whole, there was a whole thing. So we're dependent. By the time I started my career, there was a dependency, but engineering still was doing engineering. IT was just a facilitator. They were just getting – They were just it.
0: there to help you get the tools in place to do the job. Yes. Basically.
1: But the next 10 years, that changed pretty drastically because now instead of using a file-based system like AutoCAD and Excel – a lot of the engineering was going to systems with databases in the back end, so it was a it was a drawing tool with a SQL or Oracle or some proprietary fancy database that had to be hosted on a server, and it had and it had to have more elevated virus protections and all this kind of stuff. So, the complaints, I guess, the challenges of that two thousands type time frame was, do I. Oh man, my you know my app's not working. My computer's not working, and then IT would be like, "Well, no, you can't do this or you can't do that." And and all of a sudden the, and then when you wanted a server based application, you know it was set up and managed by IT. But then engineers were trying to use it, and all of a sudden those two type of personas, the engineering persona, and the IT persona, needed. They were so intertwined
0: that they were kind of almost at odds. Almost almost,
1: almost at odds. Yes, because. Because IT was saying, hey, we're, we're doing all the things you told us to do. Like we set up your server, you have your licenses, you, you, you have what you need. But the engineering team was like, yeah, but it doesn't quite work right, and I don't have the rights to do it. And, and, and the big thing for me was working in the automation department, it, in the, the industrial automation department. It was like we had admin rights to our machines. Because we were the, the the weird guys that did programming, so they they let us have that, and so we would install kinds of crazy stuff, and then IT would get upset, right? Because they're like, "What are you doing? You have all these extra programs." And so, and but like, if you being in 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 sort of the instrument and the engineering space, you had less of that control, right, with your machines?
0: Yeah. So so I guess at that time, really, what you're saying there is that that IT was trying to work to keep the company or the business safe while while the engineering and the design side was trying to work to produce uh, deliverables or documentation but those two things were kind of co-mingling you needed those IT systems to be able to do that yeah uh, and they didn't and neither to w- collaborate on your work right with other engineering Teams. You needed fancier
1: systems, so more sophisticated. Let me more use a better word. You needed okay. more sophisticated systems, and as you needed those, they naturally fell into the lap of IT, and then because IT because it was software. Because it was software. Because
0: it was it was hardware type related. So exactly, IT just controlled it. Yes, but they didn't really understand why or the value, maybe that they were controlling it, why they were doing it. You think? Mm, yeah
1: I think that's true okay. not not in a bad way just like hey that's not necessarily my skill my my job is an IT guy I would you know they I think you would hear them say is is I'm supposed to just install these things and make sure that they they open right beyond that it's on you but I think what we learned is that those sophisticated systems don't really work all that well in that environment you actually you actually do have to do more in the configuration and the tuning to make all that work so it was like I would it's kind of like I'd rather have the engineer, Try to do that, but then
0: they're, they're a risk if they get in too much, right? They're in the yeah, back door. They're in the areas. Because they might not know all the security protocols or they might not know know the network well enough of how everything well, is related to each other. Right, well and enough. we started well, – what
1: we were in the two, early 2000s. If you uh, – in this little story here, but if you go forward like to 2010 almost, at that point now you're getting much more into WorkShare. You're getting into global projects where like you've got project teams that are split across the globe and they're supposed to work the same apps, the same tools. And so now you've got teams across the globe trying to use what at that time Citrix was the, was the, the enabler for that. It was like the tool that could allow different people from different offices to sort of remote in and do work. I think also in the 2000, late 2000s, you had this this high tendency to outsource the IT support to to a, a team sort of overseas. And the challenge with that was you, you couldn't really go down the hall and explain your problem to somebody anymore. And you had a time zone difference. And there were some challenges there. Well, so, like, I, like I, I wanted to tell an anecdote on that. To me, I don't know if it's very funny. But, I mean, to me, that really defined itself with two systems, one was Citrix and one was Active Directory. Both of those <laughs> were where, where the whole IT engineering
0: just like hit a wall, right? Uh, because I remember the Citrix. Oh, that's terrible stuff right there. <laughs> well, well, Citrix was Everybody using Citrix. It, it was it almost make me cry.
1: It was the remote solution, right? To, to, to enabling someone from the other side of the world to use your app, like right there in your Houston server. Like we're gonna. We're going to set it up, and then we're going to give them a Citrix portal, and they're going, to, they're going to zip in, and they're going to do work, and it's going to feel great. It's not going to be slow or crappy or anything, right? That was the idea. But I just remember working with the, the – and that was purely IT, right? Citrix was squarely in IT. But at some point, what we would do, I think we would give them instructions. Like, here's what our goal is. We want this tool to work on the other side of the world. And the guy was like, yeah, sure, fine, no problem. Tell me what to do. So they would go off, they would take notes, and then go and try to install it, right? And then they would say, hey, it's ready. You guys and, test it out. And then it doesn't work. Oh, yeah, we'd be like, dude, no, it doesn't work. And then he's like, well, why doesn't it work? And I was like, well, you've got a here's this text file buried 13 folders different. deep in the, in the program files. You have to edit that text file, right? And he's like, okay, how do I do that? I'm like, well... Then you have to go set up this ODBC this database connection over here. And here's the deal, I need that to like automatically like happen every time they hit the launch button. It's oh, got to it's got to do all these things. And finally,
0: the horror stories.
1: Finally, the Citrix guy was like, "Here's the deal. I'm not doing any of that crap. <laughs> here's the deal. I'm going to give you this box. I'm going to give you this box. You do that. You take <laughs> it." <laughs> yeah. For the next 5 days, you own it. Do whatever the heck you got to do to it, right? And then return it to me, and we will see if we can make it work. And that was like the beginning. That was of engineering the, IT. That was the bridge, right? That was that the was, bridge. That was the guy. He was like, I punt, quit, not doing that, right? And and then the other oh, one the
0: horror stories. Yeah. I got a horror story on that one. Okay, you tell you that, and then I'm going to do my active directory. Story? The horror story. Working with a Citrix guy. Going back and forth, trying to get this engineering application to work. Smart plan instrumentation wouldn't work. Didn't work. Citrix guy blames the application. Application guy, me, blames the Citrix guy. It was not good. Not a good scenario. So I said, hey, I'll tell you what. Give me a box that does not have Citrix on it. No Citrix. Give it to me. Completely. Get the box. No Citrix. Mm -hmm. Install the application, get it working, able to log in, generate loop drawings, do everything. Great. Works. Put the antivirus on it. Still works. Install Citrix. Broke. (laughs) Like, instantaneously. Doesn't work anymore. Even though
1: all it was supposed to be is a portal into that box.
0: That's correct. It's all, all just a portal into the box. And then, like you said, what you have to do when you do that is then you have to get into the details and you have to start... Editing registry keys and Oof. figuring out how certain files work within the network and configuration files and how user accounts are going to work and all of this other stuff that that technically is is like not in the Citrix IT world, but it's no, also that's not, on the app side. But it's also not in the app side necessarily, right? It's mm-hmm. like in this nebulous world. Like, who's going to do it? Right. And then the Citrix guy punts and is like, you do it. And you're like, well, you're the Citrix guy. <laughs> you're the IT guy. I'm just the app guy. Like, you're supposed to make it work. No. He's like, right? get this guy a password. And then somebody has to make it work. So here comes in this engineering IT guy that is like, look, both of you guys sit down. I'm going to make it work. Okay? But here's
1: the deal. I need a password from you. <laughs> And I need you to under you know, just be nice because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do my job. I'm gonna do my job. And I'm yeah. gonna do
0: the need. I'm gonna for to fill that. the gap. Okay. Yep. Fill the gap. There you go. Okay. Engineering IT guy walks in and says, Both you guys sit down. I'm gonna make it work. And and that's who you are, right? That's that's what that's what a lot of prolytics does. Now the other <laughs> one there.
1: Just real short was an Active Directory, which <laughs> we were sup- so these apps all come with their own little security setup, right? In the old days, they come and everybody's got the, every little app has oh, its man. own login, password, people are managing. And then at That's some the point, money. some point, it is like, well, hey, man, uh, we could we use like their Windows, like their profile, their active ID, directory. Yeah. yeah, right and and the software vendors started enabling that, right? And so that was cool. So I remember in that same time frame as just right after Citrix, we went we went down the hall to the Active Directory guy. And we said, "Here's the deal. We want to use your stuff, right? He's using Active Directory for managing the whole company, whole company. right? So any if you don't know like user group for, you know, engineers, user group for drafting, user group for vice presidents, whatever. You got all these groups for the company. They're all in Active Directory at that time. I don't know what it is exactly nowadays called, but anyway, same concept, right? And uh, we went down there and we're like, hey, dude, we want to use Active Directory to control security for all of these engineering apps, and we want to use it on all the projects. And he was like, okay, that sounds cool because that's new scope, right? He's more important. But then we were like, here's the deal. Every project needs, like, five groups. It's own groups. And No, it doesn't yeah, it needs every app for every project needs like five groups. And then those groups have to have special permissions. And he's like, dude, you're you want like five thousand new groups? And we're like, it gets even better, Edward. Uh we want five thousand but then every time we start a new project, which is like I don't know, once a week, we just pull up like another ten or 20, you know, so it's like just gonna grow, it's just gonna balloon.
0: The permissions are slightly different from project to project,
1: right? yes. And he and he was like, uh, Oh, okay, That's, that sucks. I don't think I like this strategy. And we're like, Well, just can we do it? And he's like, No, you can't do it. This is my space. And we're like, So when we need those extra few, how long is it gonna take you? He's like, I don't know, submit a ticket. Well. How long is it going to take you? I don't know. Like, you know, I'll get to it a few days or something. Like, no, dude, we can't, like, wait a few days. We have people waiting to work, right? We don't get paid as a company unless those people work. And then, and then he scratched his head, and he's like, I don't know how we're going to do this. And then finally we're like, look, is there any way for you to just, like, fence off a little space in your world where you can just – you can protect – you can give us rights to it? But just trust, like you could destroy it at any moment. Like you know, we can't do anything else. Just give us a little bitty playground where we can create these things, and we'll do all, all twenty of them. No worries. Like we'll we'll create it. And then at first they hated that idea, right? Just like the Citrix guy, who's like, no, no, this is my server. But eventually he was like, here's the deal, man. I just did. I built you a little <laughs> playground. <laughs> it's called like. In, it's the organizational unit for engineering apps or something. Uh,
0: engineering application active directory.
1: Yeah, and it just you got flooded. Ada. It flooded with all the stuff that we needed. But that's to me, that like if I had to, if I had to put a finger on it, does that make sense? Like the the moment where you you could see that coming to, because neither neither side wanted to own that. Does that make sense? Oh, no. Like, there was nobody fighting or... for that. That was like no. it was yeah, like no, middle ground that nobody
0: wanted to own. No. And but somebody walked in the door and was like, hey, guys, we got to get shit done here.
1: Well, and you have the same discussion last time. You have the same discussion with DBAs, like on the database, right? They want to own the database, but they don't want to write any queries. <laughs> they don't want to actually <laughs> deal with the data, right? It's like, no, 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 I just own the database. And then, but you're like, well, yeah, but. Unless we write some intelligent stuff to use the data, it doesn't have any value. And, so, and the DBA is like, no, 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 no. You got my job <laughs> description wrong. I just make the database available, right? The app does all the work. Like, Yeah, but when it doesn't do the work, the middle
0: person has to step in and do that, fill that gap. Oh, yeah. The tech that's, guy. That's right. So we got off on a little bit of a tangent there. Uh, I th- I think the original question was why why did we start this podcast right and I, I guess the answer to that question is we started this podcast to give to give a voice uh, or ideas of exactly what what the industry is facing in the engineering tech world that that's coming about is that Is that why those stories that we just told right there are so interesting we wanted to put
1: them down on tape so that people could hear that. Well, there there was some sarcasm in that. If you didn't catch that,
0: <laughs> I think the audience think, got it. I think, from my perspective too, that there's valuable knowledge in some of those stories, as, as to how we got, how the industry is trending and, and and where it's going, right? And then how how it's going to be successful in using these applications. Um, well, in the new use for what we we're just talking to, the new
1: situations are. All about the cloud, you know. Where, how do you make the decision on which cloud? How do you integrate the things between the clouds? How do you handle the oh, yeah. APIs? It's getting
0: even more complicated. It's now.
1: getting more complicated, and 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 there's nothing wrong with IT having a skill set, which is being good at the infrastructure and the the, the security, right? Doing yep. the things, and there's nothing wrong with engineers being really focused on selecting the right equipment and drawing the perfect drawing and yep. doing the things, right? It's just that in the middle, that third persona of engineering tech is a legitimate need. It's a it's a middle it's a middle ground there that there's no clear path to and it has interesting stories. So we're here to tell those stories.
0: Well yeah, I, I, I agree. I see where you're going with it. So so basically it started out Engineering and design was was more like a, a manual paper task. and then and then as the applications, IT kind of came into it. technology developed, um, AutoCAD, Excel, those type of things, but it's still still individualistic, if you will, uh, and still controlled by the engineering side. but IT was was kind of supporting it. As that technology developed even further, what you got into was more like uh, in, intelligent design type systems, which which revolve, resolved or, or made I guess it have have a bigger role in the in the engineering space. Uh, that's kind of kind of where you're going with it. So so the purpose the purpose I guess of the of this podcast would be to to talk about where we are today, huh? Is that is that where you're getting at?
1: Yeah, well, where I was where I was going with that story was you had that progression, like you say, from paper to, to apps, then to more sophisticated apps, and what you realize is there needed to be a third party in that discussion, and that third party was sort of the specialist that bridged the gap between those two personas. So you could still let IT manage servers and databases. You could still let engineers be engineers, and someone in the middle who sort of just, Found themselves there, like engineering technologists. Engineering (laughs) technologists
0: who just like coining new phrases. Who
1: just like tripped into that spot. Like, oops, look where I am. I happen to like data. I happen to feel like an engineer. I've been, I've I've worn the boots before. I've gone out to the field. Uh, I think I'll just hang here and like make this space better. And so the purpose of this podcast is everything in that space, like where we get along well with IT, where we don't, where we get along well with engineering and where we don't. How does somebody get to this space? What happens in this space? Like who are
0: these people, right? Are they, that's, that's, the, that's, oh, that's the question, the, that's right? That's the question. Who are yeah. these people? You go, you go into organizations sometimes and, and what does those organizations have? Do they Do they have? Like a, a space, like a, the companies that you work with now, do they have a space, or is it still segregated like that? Oh, uh, I think. Or what we, are you seeing in the
1: industry? Uh, so, what I'm seeing is there is a there is a systems team. Sometimes, maybe they're even called engineering IT. Sometimes we've heard it, yeah, like like an engineering IT team. But so is that this new operational IT? It's it's related to that. When I hear operational IT, though, I think more closely to the control system. So oh. so okay. On I the think process I th- network. Th- yeah. So I mean, I think I think that's that. They are they're like together, but you still have different like spends on it, right? Mm. So when I think engineering IT or engineering tech, I am thinking about smart drawings and thinking about databases that are you know the improve the digitization the digital twin type management right when i think ot i'm thinking about the operations of the control systems how that data comes to play how that gets to the business land how you make sense of all that so and and i think they're i think they're together they're both engineering tech but i just i don't think
0: ot covers it all do you uh, no, uh, no, I agree. I don't, I don't think it necessarily covers it all. Uh, so, so hold on moving into, to that realm, you're, you're getting into, to a little bit, I guess of maybe what our, our sponsor here does three primary areas, I think. Uh, and, and I,
1: so the, I would say one and two are very much related to the, the little discussion we just had, like, Engineering tech, OT, and then the third one is, is crosses over both. So, if you if you look at from an engineering tech standpoint, I'm talking about engineering applications. You know, if you are you are building a modern project, you've got a 3D model and you've got um, drawing. You've got your piping drawings and your instrument, and electrical and process engineering, all of that. And if you have a hundred people on a project team. Those people have to share a data set. They have to contribute. If you're gonna do it well, you're gonna you're gonna do a billion dollar job with hundreds of people on it, there there are tools in the industry that are needed to make that successful. That's just not a bunch of people with spreadsheets in and, and individual drawings because you're typing in data points that are common across multiple documents or drawings so it's better to have one system you know there's some systems by hexagons a great software provider in that industry aviva provides a lot of software aspentech provides software so we talk the first like the area that uh, i guess prolytics works engineering apps uh taking the smart drawings from the projects so that's that's one um that all has to do with that all leads up to the digital twin uh the, the second area would be industrial safety solutions. And that is tied to the actual safety and control systems that are in the plants and how those systems are uh, tested to make sure that they're set up properly, how they're documented, and and how they're testing their functionality. So mm-hmm. essentially to take, so if you, if you take the type of, uh, uh skill set that's used to manage a, a database. You know, you're able to query the data, you're able to gather the data, you're able to write a little widget to, to um, you know, build a function that helps help do a job. Taking that and applying it to real data that you have coming from the safety system is is something that the ProLytics team does uh, primarily with you know one one big application we have is something we call test drive and it's it's for testing safety systems and we're going to we're going to dive into that on a on a whole special section but but it's it's really like an automated test for to make sure that if you have a if you're protecting a compressor and it has a thousand things different permutations that can happen right this pressure goes high. You have to close a valve. This temperature goes too high. You shut down something. You're protecting the machinery. Well, the test on that is a complex test, and when it's done manually, you can miss steps. You can you can you can not have good tracking, and, and so uh, you know one one solution there. Prolytics provides is is an automated test for that whole thing, to where you have a full test track and a record of everything that you've done, and then you can stamp it and know that it's, you know, that it's safe. So that's uh, that's that's one area. But essentially, uh, additionally, doing analytics on the data from the safety system. And I think, too, taking that data and making it available to compare with that digital twin and to interact with that digital twin. Because those are two different things, you know. The, the digital twin is like the blueprint, like the digital blueprint of the plant. And the safety system is a is a important operator in that whole process and being able, that's air gapped usually. And so being able to take that information and match it up with the blueprint and make it work. So those are two areas where you do a lot of work. Does that make sense?
0: Oh yeah. You do anything with
1: technology? Well, yeah. And, and then beyond that, the, the fundamentals of both of those solutions are development, you know, tech development. And so, Being able to uh, create a database solution, create a web application, uh, you know, develop AI technology that can that can contribute to both of those solutions is like uh, it's both an underlying enabler for the first two areas and then also can stand alone like we've had people come to us, describe their situations, you know, their workflow, um, you know, where it's just I think I think we had we had one of our clients come to us and say look i, f- I feel like we're just burning money like we're doing stuff <laughs> money is just vaporizing in our office you can watch it because because we're just missing an opportunity we're do- we're doing something in a totally manual way can you can you outline a there. process can you do a custom process to help develop a solution that can can reduce that waste that wasted time and effort. And so in that case, it's like, well, yeah, but that's a that's a custom development solution. So we take that underlying skill set and frame a they project frame it up. Yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you're you know, and we have diagrams for this that we have to dig into, but I think the 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 high level is you got engineering drawings, which is why the the and and how the thing was built. And then you have the operational technology or the safety system as to, you know, how it's running today. And then you have the development tools that you need in order to make both of those really swift and cool. So you, in particular, have been have had some great interest with the AI technology. And I think, uh, you know, that's an important step here or important topic to get on and sort of how that applies to these you know these these areas. What are your thoughts about that?
0: Yeah, I think that that goes into more the the digital twin side of things, and and how you can use AI uh, to do advanced analytics and and actually help build out that digital twin uh, within your workflow processes and whatnot. Um, there's a lot of neat things going on there, and hopefully, we'll be able to talk about some of those in future podcasts. Oh man, that sounds like a great. A great podcast. I hope everybody thinks so, and and they're all willing to to listen to our nonsense and and hear valuable information. Hopefully, we'll have the chance to expand a little bit more on what ProLytics does and and how we see the industry and the insights and whatnot and where it's going, uh, and then maybe get some some outside uh, outside people in the industry come in and and give their input on it right i'd I'd like to hear from some vendors i'd like to hear from some people at these companies that are actually using these type of applications and and fitting in that group uh so i I look forward to to continuing on this
1: yeah i would say on that note we we probably ought to be a little bit better about saying you know look us up on linkedin or comment or something and if you if you have a topic or you want to be a part of it, then that's what we're going to do is look oh, to expand yeah, that in the future.
0: Definitely. Uh, look us up on LinkedIn. Uh, look us up on Twitter and all the other social media accounts out there. Uh, you, can, you can find us uh, just by searching for ProLytics. And if you have an idea of a topic or, or something you think is important and, and need to discuss, uh, that's what we're here for. We're here to discuss it. Uh, so I appreciate everybody listening in.